Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. In this episode, we're discussing getting rid of negative energy. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. Our last mission was to think of one positive thought or action we want to bring into the new year. Christy, how did that go for you? This was easy because I think I actually said what I was going to do over, you know, in that very podcast, which for me is I'm going to bring those positive affirmations into the new year. I want to keep doing those every day, multiple times a day because they've really been working for me. And I'm just so surprised at how, like, I'm addicted to it. I like doing it. It makes me feel better. And I can see a result. Like I've changed. I've made a lot of big changes in my life. And listen, I haven't made them perfectly. There's a lot of ebb and flow there. Hello, giving up sugar and processed foods. You know, I had an oat milk incident that I was telling you about. Um, Apparently, there's something in oat milk that my stomach doesn't like. And my brain was like, but we kind of like this. And it's like, well, if we're going to do something that hurts us, we can go back to the weird coffee creamer incident. Like, but let's move on. Let's move forward. So, uh, of course, my brain first bought two cartons of oat milk mm-hmm. that week. And and then my brain went, we have to uh, keep drinking this since we bought it all. And we're like, no, no, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're allowed to get off this bad decision train. Let's move it along. But the affirmation, I'm healthy and make healthy choices. I can I can decide to not, I can decide not to drink the milk I bought if it's actually not doing what I'd hoped it would do. And all of those affirmations, I'm rich, I'm a prolific writer, I'm beautiful, all of those, saying those regularly and you and I keeping going back and forth has really helped me. And so I'm just going to keep doing that and I'm going to keep with those thoughts. And I believe, uh, you know, maybe even add some on the way. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. And I just, I definitely have appreciated just sharing that every day, (laughs) the affirmations. And I think um, having done that, I was able to come up with my, one of my actions for uh, the new year is actually to take action, less thought, more action. (laughs) So um, I've boiled it down to just saying action, not perfection, because I have a tendency to try to, um, you know, I think things to death. (laughs) So I tend to like want it to be perfect before I will, um, you know, step into doing X, Y, or Z, um, or, or taking action for something. And so, you know, my decision for the new year, since I don't love the term, uh, resolution, but is to, um, you know, not take action blindly. I mean, obviously still thinking and deliberating about things, but um, when it is, when it, when I have made a decision, like, yes, I do want to do, you know, I do want to do something. It is just to then go ahead and do it and not try to plan every single outcome or not wait until uh, something, you know, I feel like every um, scenario has been thought of or, or everything is in place, but just to really go ahead and do it. And I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. I love it. And I'm excited for it too. And I think last episode we talked about, talked about bringing positive things into the new year, positivity in the new year. And I think one of the things that can make for a really great year is getting rid of negative energy. So it's not just enough to just 
insert more positive, maybe getting rid of the negative energy could help us. And that's what we're discussing today. So Brianna, when I say getting rid of negative energy, what does that mean for you? Oh boy. (laughs) Good Lord. Okay. So I think when we're talking about getting rid of negative energy, for me, that really means um, how am I processing negative energy? Because I don't think that we're ever really going to get rid of it. I think, you know, those things that are often labeled as negative, they're always going to be there. Things are happening. Things are going to happen. Uh, I'm always going to have certain feelings about whether uh, that's positive or negative. Um, you know, you and I have talked about from the very beginning, we're not trying to be um, unrealistic about the world and our life experiences. We just know things um, are going to happen that are not always going to be great. So for me, getting rid of negative energy is, you know, those things that are happening to me or, or in my kind of circle, I guess, um, that aren't great. It is, um, how am I dealing with that? And if I'm angry, sad, if I've got grief, um, this week, you know, (laughs) as we had conversations, um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of negativity and I was dealing with, Um, having some resentments. And so for me, uh, getting rid of negativity is how am I processing that in a way that is not harmful to me uh, and not harmful to others? I love that. I think that's a really healthy way to look at it. I will say for me, if I'm honest, the first thing that pops into my mind when I think of getting rid of negative energy is literally getting rid of these people that are doing these cruddy things to me that are making my life miserable. Like I automatically put it on everyone else. I'm like, yeah, it's this person at that person. I get right into the blaming game, which in and of itself, it brings about some negative energy in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely, for me, I've got to look at my resentments. I've got to look at where I feel like I haven't set proper boundaries. So now I'm angry at somebody because I'm worried they're going to make me do something I don't want to do. So for me, it's a lot of, there's a, there's a concept that they have in recovery about looking at your side of the street. And I've got to say, a lot of times it can be difficult. And a lot of times I'm very caught up in, I said I should be, and a lot of times I've been caught up in what these people are doing and why it's wrong. And it's not just circle of influence and circle of concern. Why is it of my concern? Like, why is it taking up so much of my mental energy? And that's where I've got to look at, you know, my side of the street. And it is uncomfortable, but very rewarding. Because I will say that no matter how much positivity I pour into my life, all the good thoughts I have about things, if I have... (laughs) Somebody once, they were complaining about a bad product. And the person, it was like a forum, right? It was a a forum for a company. And they were saying how they were complaining that this one key feature, like it was like a website builder and their templates were terrible. And the owner of the company kept just saying how they provide all these fantastic services. And the person just finally said, you're not listening to me. I have all of those great things. But what you're basically saying to me is I have a plate of the best steak. I have a plate with the best side dishes and butter and it's all prepared wonderfully. And then I have some poop on the plate (laughs) and that bit of poop eradicates all of this. I'm not eating this meal now. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I think is very key that I had tried to avoid because I didn't want to look at my part. I didn't want to look at is I tried to pretend like I've cleaned the whole house, but there's a little bit of poop in every room. The house is never all that clean then. 
right? So it's not just enough to think of where you got it great or look at all the positive things. Sometimes it works to sort of work through and get rid of that negative energy. And I don't mean just denying it and pretending like it's not there. I mean, working through it to get rid of it so that you can lead a happy, prosperous life. Okay. We had just a little bit of technical difficulty, but I hear what you're saying. If we're not, uh, essentially, if we're not dealing with, with what's going on with us internally and trying to put that on someone else, it is as if, you know, we're just kind of holding on to that negativity and we're dragging it around with us. And if I can just stick with that, um, poop, <laughs> the poop metaphor. Yes. Poop metaphor. You know, not only is there then poop in every room, but we're kind of getting it on our shoe and we're taking it with us everywhere. And, you know, now we're taking it to work and with, you know, kind of in every situation. And, you know, I think that when we're, if, if the poop is the negativity, people can smell it on us. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually, uh, I think that that can be very, I'll, I'll let the poop go, <laughs> the negativity that, um, you know, that eventually can be very difficult to be around. And what I've found is for me, I, as I try to be more positive, and I know we've talked about it here before, I don't really want that in my life, but um, I, I, I really just don't want to put that on um, I don't want to be someone who's putting that on other people. So I'm trying to be much more, um, I'm just trying to be much more mindful of what it is I'm putting out there. And to say uh, that that doesn't mean that I still don't have to work at it. Absolutely. I agree. The work is, it. And I think the work is difficult, right? Because a lot of times what happens with us, like with myself and with others I've noticed is it's hard to look at what our part is because sometimes things that happen to you are very painful and they are overt acts of maliciousness mm -hmm. or callousness. And it's difficult for me, particularly when I know in my heart that what has happened to me is unjust and not right. And that my cause is righteous. Unfortunately, where my brain will go from there is I will carry that injustice with me mm -hmm. and operate from a place that is not to my best advantage. Mm -hmm. And in that way, I have to, I mean, I don't have to, but in that way, it's best for me to work in my own advantage. And, you know, they always say, for me, it's resentments that get in trouble with me fear of what people are going to think of me, fear of judgment, fear of resentment. Like I'm, I'm angry at someone because they've wronged me and I will take that energy. I will drag that little bit of poop essentially along my shoe and into my life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't serve me. And then there was a brief period of time, not a brief period, a pretty long period of time with grief. And it was really hard for me to let go. And I don't think you ever... There are some deaths I don't think you fully recover from. Like you don't really get over it. You just adjust to something new. And when my father passed, I remember holding on to my grief in a way that wasn't best for me because it felt 
dishonorable to let mm-hmm. it go. Mm-hmm. It also felt like it was my last tie to my father. And when I finally did let that part go, I was very surprised and relieved and happy to know that I got a lot of the joy and the happy memories back. Like a lot of the pain faded, but I didn't feel right not hurting over my father's death. And the truth of the matter is, it's a very sweet sort of pain that I have. I genuinely miss him. And I genuinely have happy memories. They also live alongside some uncomfortable memories. But I don't want to, like, lionize my father in a way where I just pick out the big, the best pieces and he's suddenly a saint. I want to remember the whole man that was my father. Because flaws and all, I loved him and he loved me. And that, to me, for me, is more tangible and real in my heart. He's more alive to me in that way. And it's, and it's bittersweet, but it's not the same pain where I felt like, I felt like I needed to miss my dad every day once I finally let that pain in. And then I couldn't let it go. Like there was a couple of, like, I think there was a, maybe even, it could have been a year. Time has no meaning when you're grieving. It was this time when it almost felt like it didn't happen. Like I would just think my dad was still alive. I would just live my life or I just wouldn't think about it. And then when I finally let that pain in, I was afraid to let it go. I was afraid to let go of that tie. And I think a lot of times when it comes to negative energy, it's not just because we created this problem out of nowhere or something bad didn't happen. It's that to look at our side, like there's some guilt or there's some attachment, there's something there that we're not ready to deal with. And that's fine, but there, it can be beneficial to look for the point when you're willing to let that go. And sometimes you have to let go, not knowing what's going to fill that void. And it's very scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it is. And, and there is that feeling, I think that, you know, when you're, when you're talking about that, I think there is that sense, you know, what it makes me think of, and I'm not, I'm not really sure how to talk about it, but there is that sense, I think of, um, of being able to like that both and, right. You talk about being able, you know, it just like that feeling of like that you had to just have the, like hold the pain. Um, But now coming to that recognition or realization that you can, you can hold all of who your dad was and you can have the, you can have, you know, the missing him and the lovely memories at the same time. And that, that, that just holds that complete picture and I don't know, there's just something so full about that. I feel like, and I'm not going to articulate this clearly, I'm not articulating this very well, but I feel like in getting rid of negativity, processing it, I'll, I'll use that word maybe, in processing negativity, um, kind of like processing it so that it falls away, maybe, um, I just feel like then I'm able to have a more full or a fuller experience. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And you know what? I'm going to, there's a movie called Inside Out. It's a Disney animated movie where there is no 
evil person, right? It's a Disney movie where there is no essentially antagonist, right? The protagonist is a, you know, a young girl. And then in her mind, there are all these different emotions. And she has like four basic emotions. And the whole movie is talking about her growing up and dealing with the pain of having to move and what's going on. And the girl goes through a serious crisis. And there is one character that is like Joy. And Joy has been the one in her early childhood that has been managing the ship she's been the person in charge right and so joy is trying to keep everything happy and joyful and it's not working and there's this one um other character that's literally blue right and she's sadness and uh spoiler alert it's a very old movie i still it's still wonderful if you watch it but in the end they have to give like these balls of memories and thoughts right they have to hand hand them over to sadness to work through that emotion right? So she has to mourn the loss of all those happy memories. Now there's a tinge of sadness because they're gone. And then the remote control of her brain, right? Changes. There's more than just four emotions. There's a wider range of emotions and that's her growth. And I thought it was an amazingly beautiful movie that I highly recommend. I cried in this movie, in a Disney movie that I saw with children at the Disney theater with my nephew who was grown. <laughs> so there was, there's a lot there. Um, but what I loved about it is at the other end of processing and in that way, getting rid of negative energy, there's a fuller and greater experience and a more depth to your life. And you and I in the pre-show um, were talking about how there was this thing, because especially as a writer and, and as a person who like we're both people who like to think that we have deep thoughts and we feel life deeply. And there is that sort of angsty, I am the person who, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who feels all these things. And I don't necessarily want to let go of that. And um, I don't have to. I have to basically process it to trade it in for something richer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I, I, I and I think too, what I'm recognizing is that it is just that I do think that I spent a, a fair amount of time in an effort to avoid um, like the thinking that I was ma maybe not avoiding negativity, but definitely trying to avoid like pain <laughs> or mm -hmm. grief and sadness and some of those things um, in an effort to avoid some of that. I was cutting myself off from other just like, emotions in general, which I've talked about in other episodes. Um, and, 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 and <laughs> that didn't work out so well. <laughs> and I think now I'm, I am just recognizing how, it, I don't know, it just recognizing that there is so much more readily, there's just so much more out there to experience and that, yes, things are going to happen. And um, I don't, I don't know. I think, and I guess this is on my mind because I had um, this week in particular, I just had a situation, some situations where I had a lot of frustration. I had some anger. <laughs> that I'm working through. And I reckon, you know, before I would just tamp it down, right? I would just pretend like, no, I'm fine. Doesn't, you know, I'm not really angry because I don't get angry. What are you talking about? Um, and this week I was like, you know what? No, no, no. 
I'm angry and I'm frustrated. And um, at first, I allowed myself, I, I didn't allow myself at first without really thinking about what was going on, I started to be very um, resentful and blamey. But that didn't feel very good. I was getting really negative. And I was kind of having these conversations that just didn't feel right. I mean, I was fully participating, but it didn't, I just didn't feel good about it. So then I had to explore that a little bit and recognize like I was not really, I, I just was, I don't know. I just needed to bring it inward. Like you were talking about before, I needed to recognize that I needed to figure out what was really going on with me. So I had to just do a little internal work and say, what's really going on here? Why are you feeling like this? Clearly, it's not a, I mean, yes, I have some feelings about kind of what's going on outside of myself, but that's not, I don't have any control over that. So let's focus inward here. <clears throat> and I was able to do that. And I was able to, you know, as you, you've talked about, you talked about here, but as talked about before, I did some resentment prayers. I did um, some journaling. You and I talked. Um, I did, I did the things that I could do to process my emotions, to let go and process the negativity so that I could get it off of me and not, one, not let it fester and, you know, hang hang out with me too long and definitely not let it, you know, affect, allow me and my behavior to change and affect other people. I absolutely love that you brought up the resentment prayer. Now, as a person, I'm not a particularly religious person. I don't regularly talk about God and the God that I believe in is more of a God of my understanding and not one in the traditional way that a lot of people look at God. However, and so the concept of prayer has always been, it's always been an emotionally loaded concept for me. However, I see so many people use it, right? And it works. And when I was in recovery, there's a thing called a resentment prayer. And basically it is you pray <laughs> for the good fortune, Brianna, the good fortune of the people that you have a resentment for. And, mm -hmm. and let me just start off by saying, uh, I didn't like the idea. I've never liked the idea. I don't have to like the idea. I do not like the idea. I think I might've mentioned that. Uh, and a lot of the resentments I feel are justified. Okay, there's a little energy on them, and I feel like I was wronged, and I am right, and all this, and blah, 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 blah. And just like how I felt with the affirmations where, yes, this feels weird, I don't really believe it, blah, 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 blah. I have found that you're supposed to do, if the way I've learned it, you're supposed to do 21 days of resentment prayers. And perhaps you wouldn't even hear that little edge in my voice if I ever really got to the 21 days. And I remember saying, you know, I'll do this, but I don't mean it, to which uh, I was told it doesn't matter. I was like, oh, well, good. Because <laughs> I, I don't. And uh, much like um, a person who doesn't take all of their antibiotics before oh, they God. feel better. I've never, and now I'm the, I'm a person who really does take my antibiotics all the way. But with the resentment prayer, Brianna, I've never, I don't, I can't recall ever getting to 21. I can definitively recall just forgetting all about everything. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the resentment that I had just dissolved when I mm -hmm. wished for someone else's good fortune. And I was willing to wish for their good fortune uh, with the absolute selfish intent 
of only one telling the person that I did it. So there, and it didn't work, right? That was Mm -hmm. the idea, but it worked. And then two, just to get it off of me, right? Whatever this is, I just want it off of me. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I think a lot of it is when somebody said something and they really hurt me and they're wrong on top of that, and they're not, no consequences are coming to them in their life. There's no justice. There's no Mm -hmm. nothing. You just wrong me and you get to just live your life and I have to just sit here and eat it. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing? We're just going to sit here and eat it. And now I've got this lady, okay, telling me I've got to pray for your good fortune. The person who wronged me, Brianna, <laughs> even the idea of it makes me mad. And so what do I say? And I don't, I even have to look up a prayer because I don't even remember them. And they're basically, it basically amounts to in my mind going, I want good fortune for them because why not? Uh, good fortune to you person do you know what I mean like in a really mean horrible way and uh by the end of the not by the end of the 21 days come on I didn't do 21 days by the end of like eh, a week and a half I've forgotten all about everything about it Mm -hmm. and uh it works I just don't know that it you know don't worry you don't have to be excited about it you don't even have to like it I still don't Mm -hmm. took me 72 hours (laughs) done gone gone right So use it just, just to get it off of you. Mm -hmm. Like whoever's wronged you, they're wrong, but you just carrying it around just screws you over. Mm -hmm. And that, and and it doesn't, and it's negative. Look, it's negativity really about anything. And, and I'm not saying it's going to be to 72 hours every time. It's not truly, it won't be, but um, it could be. And And it comes back. (laughs) It does. It does. Like a bad rash. Because, because we live in, it's just we're people and we live in the world, right? But like, what are you out? What are we out if we try to get rid of our negativity? If we try to process it out, um, if we try to work through our emotions so that if we are having some negative, um, you know, negative thoughts, a negative attitude about things, we got a little negative energy kind of coursing through us. What are we out if we try to let that go? I mean, I feel like nothing. As you said, I I am gaining nothing by hanging on to that. You know, I've talked before about, I think, you know, I think really about this um, several years ago uh, in a work situation. Um, I was in a very, very uh, toxic work environment in which I had a bully and it was bad. And... Um, <laughs> Only my stubbornness, uh, my stubbornness kept me where I was because I was like, well, I'll be gosh darned if I'm leaving because I love this place and I won't be, you know, I'm not leaving. Um, But like, I just could, like, I just thought about this person all the time and, and how unfair what they were doing, you know, their behavior was and how immature their behavior was. And it was just, it was awful. And all I was doing is thinking about this person. And I just, you know, you get to a point and you're like, wait, what am I doing? Like you said, why, why is this energy something I'm hanging on to? Because I can guarantee you that person is not thinking about me when they go home. (laughs) You know what I mean? their life is not being impacted by this. And so, you know, negativity, I mean, that is negativity, but it is the same. It does not need to hang on. You don't need to hang on to it. We don't need to hang on to it. We can let it go. It's going to come. 
it's going to it's going to be there right we have said it all along it's going to be there um but we don't need to keep that we don't need to hang on to it it is not some sort of um and i'm sorry but it's not a badge of honor it's not something that makes us special it is not something that helps us stand out from the crowd none of that uh it festers it makes us unpleasant to be around um it is just it it there's nothing that really can help i i i have not found that negativity has helped me really you know hanging on to it i will say it hasn't really helped me um so i don't know i just i i'm at a point now where as soon as i can recognize it and thankfully you know i'm recognizing it sooner um than later it is like oh this does not feel right something's off and it's it is uh like we got to get this figured out cuz we need i need to get the <laughs> i need to get this poop off my shoe <laughs> Exactly. After a while, you're like, I'm tired of that smell, and I don't want to drag it around with me everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? It's leaving a mark, literally right. and figuratively. And I just, the problem I've always had with it, like the hope is, right, that we see where it is in our life, we acknowledge it, we work through it, we're willing to release it. The problem I've had, like the flaw in the slaw for me, is I feel like me forgetting about it is somehow me sideways condoning that what happened was right, or me like leaving myself open for that same thing to happen, right? So I need to hold that hurt in so I'll be prepared and I need to hold that hurt in so that, you know, they don't think they got one over on me and I'll never forget and I'll never forgive and I'll never. And I get this sort of short-term feeling of power from my mm -hmm. pain. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with fueling yourself with some of that negative energy if it pushes you out of a situation. I, I've done many things with the I'll show them. One of my deepest, one of my problems in my life for a long time was that I engaged in unhealthy romantic relationships, but I think unhealthy relationships in general. And I remember distinctly being told, listen, don't call him, don't do that. And I remember thinking in my mind, you know, how do I not do that? And I remember thinking, I am going to handle this breakup so well, Brianna, that he is going to want me back. Like mm -hmm. that was what I needed in that moment to do what was best for me. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. But by the time I finally got over him, I didn't want him back. So I do understand taking that negative energy and saying, you know, that I'll show them like, like that kid who gets the, that old school fifties cartoon where they, they kick the sand on the little skinny kid and then he goes to the gym and he works out and he, you know, takes pride in himself and he feels good. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could do that. I'll show them. But to live there permanently, mm -hmm. not to just use it as a temporary way to get yourself out of an immediately painful situation, mm -hmm. it becomes, it taints a lot of joy, in my opinion, and it tamps down, it, it's that poop on the plate. It does not allow you to enjoy the other good things that are around you, uh, you be, it, it, and it grows. The more energy I spend there, the more it grows. And there's a difference. We've done an episode about venting as opposed to um, that sort of complaining. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're venting, you're, and the difference is when I engage in this behavior, does it get bigger or does it get smaller? 
So if I'm constantly every day complaining about this woman at my work on the phone and it never ends, if I'm constantly talking about my significant other and it never ends, like it just gets worse. It's, it's just my new way to talk. I have a friend who I don't call as much anymore because all she does is complain about the job that she's had for like 15 years and how it's impossible for her to get out and how it's, and honestly, she even says in the conversation, I know I can't keep talking about this. I know people don't want to talk to me anymore because, but if I could just tell you this one more thing, it's like, it's an, it's a never ending well of um, shiz that you can get really caught up in. It, it becomes its own, like a, what's uh, the sand, the quicksand. It yeah. becomes like, Poop quicksand, poop sand, <laughs> poop quick, quick poop, whatever. It, quick poop. That's what I'm thinking of. That you can't get terrible. out of. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's that terrible. <laughs> I want to use the sh word because I think that's funnier, but I'm mm -hmm. not because we don't want to get that label. <laughs> Keep but it that's clean. what it is. Keep it clean. It's quick shiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shiz sand. It's shiz sand. Oh, good lord. Um, well, mm -hmm. and I, well, and I want to back up a little bit because I, I, I wonder too, and I don't, I don't know that I have enough knowledge and skill yet to know the difference or, or to maybe speak, uh, knowledgeably, I guess, between the diff, uh, to, to discern the difference yet between the, um, negativity like and then like some of those emotions that are labeled as negative because you were talking about um the important like you can have those moments uh of importance like the you know um you know having that experience on the playground and then you go and you you know you work out and you get strong it's like a motivating factor or um, I can't remember the other example that you gave. You can, you can have those, you can have those things. And, and I, and, and I think that that's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that we can have experiences that lead to emotions that are um, kind of like that give us clarity or give us a new understanding or a sense of purpose and they can be drivers um, they may not be necessarily positive experiences. And I think we might've talked about that in maybe the positive and, neg positive and negative consequences episode, possibly. Um, I think that we can, we can have, you know, we can have these, um, we can have these experiences that, that have, are associated with these more negatively labeled uh, emotions and propel us into some kind of action that actually turn out to be positive. Um, but I agree with you. It is the, you know, it is the living in that kind of negative soup or, <laughs> or the shiz sand, if you will, um, that, that tends to, that does not serve us and certainly doesn't serve those around us. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just know that, you know, 
it's so uncomfortable now to be in that space. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say other than I don't, I no longer want to, I want to spend as little time there, I guess, as possible. Again, not to say that I expect everything to be kittens and roses and rainbows. I know that that's not going to happen, right? I get it. Uh, But I want to have as many tools and support systems and resources and things at the ready so that when things happen, I spend as little time as possible in those kind of spaces. Yes. And I think as little time as possible, like constantly trying to minimize the amount of time I'm grieving doesn't make my grief less, right? But if I do acknowledge that I have grief and I let myself feel it and I'm there, spending as little time as possible means allowing it in, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it, and it isn't just about minimizing what is happening that's negative. And I think it's a, I just want people to, because I know that's what you're saying. It's, it, it's, and it's very complex. I'm thinking of a movie and this is a really, it's not an obscure movie, but it's an obscure reference for talking about such a deeply spiritual concept, but I'm going to reference City Slickers 1 starring. Okay. Wow. Deep cut. <laughs> City Slickers starring um, um, uh, comedian Billy Crystal and um, a bunch of other things. And Jack Palance, who wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor from City Slickers, the first movie. And I think it's some guy named Kirby, maybe? I don't remember. There's one character. Bruno Kirby. I think Bruno Kirby is in this movie. And he plays one of the characters. And they're talking about the best day of their life. And I might be remembering it wrong because this is literally a movie I saw in 1984 when I think I was 16 years old. And I'm going to be 50 tomorrow. So... (laughs) Bruno Kirby's character says they're asking him about a best day. And basically he recounts the story of his father going to beat his mom and him being bigger and older and saying, and stepping in between him and saying, you're not going to hit her anymore, basically is the concept. And that was the last day that his father turned around and left. And I don't know if they fought or if something happened, but the essential thing is he stood up for his mom and, um, and they're like, and it's a really emotional story. And they're like, that's your best day. You know what I mean? And he never saw his father again. And they were like, what's your worst day? And he says, same day. Hmm. And it's such a, I mean, it touched me in that moment because it is his best day. It's his finest hour. He used that hurt and that pain to stand up for someone. And he took his power back. And it was also an incredibly sad day. And I think it exemplifies the duality of these things that we call negative. They mm-hmm. can they can cause us to really step into our own power and step into ourselves and step into who we are and what we stand for and what we believe. You can meet yourself in a very painful moment and you can change who you are depending on who that person you meet. And it is a very good and positive thing and very painful. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Both and duality. Absolutely. And oh gosh, boy, oh boy. Um, I'm, it just makes me think of that. I, that the, um, oh, sorry, I'm stuttering. <laughs> Cause I'm so, I'm just so transformation. Um, and, and the idea of transformation and, and, and I'm not saying this, that transformation only comes from hardship. I am not 
saying that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It can, but it does not. Um, but I do think that there's something to, yeah, it does not only come from, it. transformation does not only come from hardship, but we do have to, you know, we have to be able to take the whole of our experience in order to learn and grow and transform. And I don't know where I'm going for, with this other than what you've, you know, what you've just shared just really moves me and feels very in line with what I feel like we've been doing <laughs> this last two years and trying to, you know, I feel like what, what started as, I just don't want to be afraid. You know, that is what I just, you know, at the start of this and starting this podcast, all I wanted, all we wanted was to not be afraid at the start of the pandemic. It just felt like all that was around was like fear and be very afraid. And and there was, there were legitimately, we didn't know what was going on. We still don't. We, geez, we still don't. Um, and it was, you know, feeling like there were other people in the world who, who felt the same, that it was like, yes, we don't know what's going on, but, but we can maybe put some positivity out into a world that is uncertain and a little bit scary right now, but let's maybe come together and make it a little less so. Yeah. And, um, and so I feel like, you know, from that, has from that like small just I just don't want to be and and I won't say I don't want to be afraid as in I'm never going to be afraid again but I don't want to be as afraid as I felt like I was being pushed towards or or kind of the energy that was in the air let's say um and just I don't I don't know I I'm I'm losing my train of thought so I apologize um but other to other than to say I feel like in these two years of doing this work and really actively trying to um, grow positivity and understand that negativity and, and challenging times and, and experiences are going to be there, I just feel like it's been such, if, if, if that can be positive, <laughs> I guess. Um, it, it's been an actual positive experience. Absolutely. And I think for me, when things are going good, I think there's no negativity in my life, right? Because I'm the kind of person who, who constantly, I'll give you an example. I have health issues that go up and down and I was having a really great two weeks. If you remember, it was during like the sec, the latter half of our no sugar advent. Right. And I was feeling fantastic. And I'm not sure I'm feeling as fantastic, but I'm still feeling markedly better. But I was sure that I was cured because <laughs> I'm that person. No matter how many times there's like, a, well, you know, maybe you could. Nope. <laughs> I'll settle now. And that's the kind of person. That's how I roll. I think it's funny. I at least I enjoyed the moment. And now I'm going to have to work around and do a couple more things. And it's going to take a little more time. Right. And that's disappointing, but expected because I've gotten used to it. But 
there is a thing where sometimes when I'm in a good place, it would be beneficial for me to look and do like a quick cleanup instead of waiting till my whole house is trashed. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm the kind of person who doesn't clean as they go sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think I could avoid a lot of pain in my life, right? If I would clean as I go, process these things as they come up. So if you're a person who's like me, maybe, you know, if you're like that and you're wondering where is the negative energy in my life, uh, here's where I like to look. Uh, where do I feel like I've been wronged? Where do I have some resentment? Where are people that I'm still kind of like low-key angry at? I'll give you an example. Um, for a while, I would get really angry when somebody was trying to level jump on my relation, like at a friendship, right? Where somebody would keep asking me for favors. I would start to get anxious. Like, cause I would put them off or I would do this or I'd do that. And I learned a tool recently that I hadn't, for some reason it really worked that I'm just dying to share. If you're the kind of person who feels like there's somebody in your life who's trying to ask you to do something constantly, maybe they want you to join some sort of group you don't want to join, or they're constantly asking you to babysit, or they're just kind of asking for more of your time than you're willing to give them. And you don't know why, like just saying no makes you... Like you don't feel like they're ever going to take no for an answer and you worry that they're hating you. And it just takes a lot of like, for me, these are the kind of situations I end up in. Somebody told me to take a circle and put myself at the center of the circle, which already felt uncomfortable, Brianna, and then decide who's in my most inner circle. You know, that would be people like my mom, right? Like we're going big mom center circle, right? And then there's like the other people in my not a center, not mom right? Not my mom, not my sister. So these are my good friends, right? Put them there. And then there goes to be like, maybe colleagues or maybe work friends or maybe people from the whatever, you know, wherever it is. And then put the person who's trying to be somewhere, okay? And put them in their proper circle. And then look at how much time you're spending with people and it includes mental time, right? Let's say I'm not always spending a lot of time with my mom because she doesn't live with me, right? Or live near me. I might be, oh, you know, I should actually call my mother more or I should think about her more, right? I should do something there because now I'm missing something in my life. But this person, I've noticed, it was this, there was a, somebody who was asking me for favors that was really bothering me. And I realized, Brianna, he wasn't in my inner circle, my outer circle. He was no one to me. Then he jumped into the realm of brief customer. And then he was literally texting me more than you <laughs> in a day. And I was like, oh, what I need to do is get him back into the most outer circle. In other words, in the realm of everybody else. And the second I did that, I felt this tremendous relief. And I realized my part in this negative energy was accepting, feeling bad for what he was doing to me, Brianna. But the truth of the matter was the whole time I was afraid that I couldn't set the boundary and hold it. And once I took that power back and said, I literally wrote in an email, I believe I've mentioned to you that I'm on a deadline and I could not answer your questions. I am no longer available to help you with your projects, like projects, like everything. Like now it's not just a matter of wait till I'm done with my deadline. I'm closing this whole door and you are on the other side of it. And then he tried to open it again with like a birthday greeting. And I just let that sit there because I've already put you in your proper place. And I also muted all of his texts because seven texts in one day, Brianna, even to me now, I'm just like, like we, I mean, we had a conversation about that. I was like, Brianna, 
the only way you should be sending me seven texts in a row is like if we were talking on the phone, you were <laughs> murdered or something, or like something happened and you did like an emergency, like, oh my God, he's got me in the trunk. <laughs> he's got me here. Get the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need that help. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, this software has a help desk that you paid for. Write to them. Mm-hmm. That was long. Sorry, guys. No, but you, but, but see, that's the, that is the key. You have to ask yourself, you have to get down to the whys. Why are you feeling this way? What's going on? And figure it out so that you can let it go, shed it, process it, work through it, whatever phrase you want to use that's going to help you let it go, get it off you. Um, so that you can make space for the things that are really uh, going to be a benefit for you. Because those, you know, the negativity isn't something that you, that we, we, I, you and I, everybody else out there who's working on these things, um, those, that's just not something we need to hang on to. It just is so counterproductive. And I just, I don't know. I feel very strongly now. I mean, since we've been doing this work for however long, but just feeling so strongly about how much, I guess, how positive I am about positivity. Is that a thing? Um, I like it. (laughs) Right. Can I be positive about positivity? But just, you know, I think I used, I don't know. I guess I feel very um, excited about, all that can all that's possible for us and and by us i mean people in general us as individuals us as a you know humans um the things that we can do when we allow ourselves to you know let go of those things that kind of weigh us down and again, that doesn't mean that we don't get angry. It doesn't mean that we don't don't get frustrated and sad. And, you know, again, some of those emotions that tend to get a negative label. We're going to. We're human. Um, you mentioned the In and Out movie. We have emotions. That's going to happen. Um, but what holds us back is when we hang on to those things that just frankly aren't either aren't ours to hang on to or maybe we just don't have the skills or the understanding or the knowledge to process um, things. And, you know, we tend to either hang on to things incorrectly or too long or whatever. um, And they just kind of get in our way. And I speak of that as someone who for a very long time kind of did that and just kind of was feeling in a space where like, you know, when we started the positivity work back when, you know, we worked together, however many years ago, it was just like feeling this feeling of, I just think that there's more to life than complaining every day about my job. And just in general, being cynical about life and feeling like just dissatisfied about everything. I just don't, I just didn't think it just felt like there had to be more than that. And shocker, there is. Um, but we had to like get out there and find it. We had to do some work to shed the, you know, shed the energy, the negativity, the whatever. I, I, um, 
I don't know what the right metaphor is, <laughs> but we had to shed the things that were kind of blocking that view um, to get to where we could see things more positively. And then from there, the opportunities just, um, you know, I won't, well, they did kind of roll in there pretty quickly. And then things change, not always for the better. And it's not as if, again, everything's was kittens and rainbows and roses, um, but they consistently uh, improved and we consistently have, have, I don't know, learned and grown. And, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, yes, has it taken, I don't know, what is this, 15, 16 years? Sure. <laughs> but um, I'd rather that than, you know, still still be that kind of negative and cynical person that I was 15 or 16 years ago. So I think we had a little bit of a technical glitch, but basically what I was saying was that I wanted to let people know that just because we're saying we want you to let go of the negative energy, it doesn't mean this sort of just, just get over it. We don't want you batting away your negative energy. We don't want you like fending off like thoughts where you're sad or whatnot in favor of that toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. And and the way I always see it as sometimes in life, you have, you have these issues that are so big that you can't deal with it in the moment. And mm -hmm. so you have to wait till you get to your safe place and you have to wait till you have some distance so that you can really take it apart and unpack it. And I think the key to doing that is in the moment, if you can't deal with it because it's just too much, just accept that I'm hurting because what I'm going through is painful. And at the time when I have the safety, the time, the mental energy, wherever it is, I'll deal with it then. And that acceptance can at the very least get you over that guilt of why am I not doing better right now? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want the, in the name of getting rid of negative energy, people who are grieving or people who have had trauma in their childhood or people who have suffered a tremendous injustice that they're sitting there in addition to feeling the hurt of something genuinely painful, thinking to themselves, why can't I just get rid of this negative energy? That mm -hmm. is not what we're saying, Absolutely. except painful things happen and it's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I will, you know, make that plug for if, you know, certainly what we've talked about here with some of the tools, um, you know, that folks can try or use. Uh, but also there is, you know, when we're talking about being able, if we're talking about working through and learning how to process emotions, um, I'm always a big fan of talk therapy. If there's an opportunity or uh, access to that in some, you know, if you um, feel comfortable with that and if folks feel comfortable with that and it's something that you, you know, may be interested in, it can be very helpful, um, especially if dealing with things uh, that are, you know, some of those more long-term maybe experiences or traumatic experiences. Um, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is we don't, we also don't have to deal with those experiences on our own. Maybe that's the shorter version <laughs> of what I'm trying to say. Goodness. Um, yeah. I totally agree. And I think when you're looking for places where you might want to get rid of some negative 
negativity. Look at your resentments. Look at places where you're angry at people when they haven't even done anything. Like they've literally just hit that wall where now you're just, you know, look for that. Look for places where you see yourself complaining about the same type of instance over and over. Look for places where you feel like you're a victim. Look for places where you're trying to blame people. Look for where you need to be right or need um, to be understood. That's one that always gets me. Look for where you're not accepting the situation. You keep thinking to yourself, well, if only it would be like this. Look at that. There's something there that that, that can't. If you're constantly dealing with what should be instead of what is, you're having an issue here. Uh, places where you feel morally superior. You and I talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. And that sort of identity of the tortured soul. Look for those parts in your life uh, to see where you can purge the negativity or where there's opportunity there for you to have a lighter load. And look into tools like accepting. Accepting that this was painful and it hurts. That doesn't make it right. But it, you, accepting that it happened and accepting that it's okay that you are hurt by it sometimes can be a big healing thing. For me, when I need to be right, I think that I need this person to understand where I'm right. And then I have to correct that. I have to remind myself, I understand me. I know I'm right. And if this person doesn't see it, that's their problem. And sometimes it helps to go to a community where you will get support and uh, of them saying, no, that isn't right that this person's drinking or this person's abusive nature. That isn't something that you need to take on. However, what you can do is come here, change what you do, change who you have in your life. Look for those type of solutions. You can also exit situations that are causing you a lot of harm and realize what choices you have and prepare to do those things. Talk therapy is great. We did mention the resentment prayer. Uh, journaling is good. And uh, also giving yourself credit and acknowledgement for surviving what you had. A lot of times we get through something really hard and we are constantly talking about it because it was so hard. You feel like you need to get credit. And the truth is support groups can be great for that. Journaling can be great for that. And then also just taking time to acknowledge yourself and not looking for it outside mm -hmm. can be tremendously beneficial. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that takes us, um, that takes us right into our mission. And this week, our mission is to identify one source of negativity in your life and try different ways to work through it. And we would love to hear from you. And now it's easier than ever to connect with us. Go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's Positive View viewpodcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and don't forget, new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.